1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey, Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020 Campari America, New York, New York. Never compromise. Drink responsibly.
2: So now I'm like, how do I, how do I pick out of these two teams? I'm going since they're all dentists. What I do is I go I go on Yelp. <laughs> I see the reviews of their dental practices. I'm like, this guy has a very good root canal, so he must be precise. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer podcast. I am Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of com, joined by Jordan Cooper on this Monday morning as we always do, although somebody may be listening at a different time. But Jordan, how's your international break going?
2: It's it's going pretty well, but uh as 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 I've learned, I need to I put it on my phone as an alert every morning to give me the weather report in Zagreb, Croatia. <laughs> Just, yeah, in case, just, just in case, just in case I need the weather in Zagreb, I got it.
1: You got it. Yeah, we don't always, or we usually don't need to worry about weather when it comes to soccer. There are some sporadic games. Remember, there's some games in Texas um, last year where some lightning in Dallas that will delay it. Obviously, what's going on in Houston now would have delayed anything if there was there something. Well, know, you but... you know about
2: it beforehand a lot of times. Exactly. Like, you know, like even a couple of hours, even the, I remember there was a, uh, last year in the Champions League with uh, Motion Gala Black and uh, Man City, mm-hmm. that was, yep. I mean, it was like 10 minutes to lock until they made the official announcement. But at least there was enough time to go uh, get all your Man City players out of your lineup. Right. But it's very rare that the game starts and then just gets abandoned.
1: Yeah. Well, we even had that Switzerland game last week where they were basically playing in a pool, but they kept playing. So even that, you know, the game in Zagreb, you were like, well, I'm, they might be able to keep playing, and all of a sudden they didn't. Um, was the result that you got the points that were accumulated, but that's it, or did they all go to zero?
2: No, you got the point according to to the DraftKings rules. Because uh, they're gonna, at, at, you get the points up to till the game is abandoned, right? As long as it's not going to be like like if they're just going to start from zero again, I believe then it would just all none of it would count. But right. I think Opta it depends on what Opta considers to be an official game. Yep. And if and if it's suspended versus abandoned versus what I mean, it, it still didn't. I mean, it, we're only talking about a handful of points. Yeah, no matter what. Uh, but uh, I was lucky to not ha- have it be a total loss uh, by playing a, by not playing so basic, by playing a goalkeeper that got a win in a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the fact that Croatia being, you know, a five total biggest favorite on the slate. I mean, they were very high owned. Yeah. So yeah. like every, well, everyone, so everybody was angry at the same time. Right?
1: <laughs> Always makes you feel a little bit better when you're not the only one getting screwed. Um, we talked on Thursday, kind of how to play these World Cup qualifier slates. Uh, we mentioned that Belgium were big favorites in their opening match, and they won nine nothing despite being ten men for a significant amount of that match. Uh, have there been any results that? I mean, obviously, not everything's going as we thought, but it seems like the higher, the high total games with heavy favorites have been kind of taking care of business now other than France well than France yes but but France is kind of a weird like everybody looks at the names at France and they're like oh this team is great and they're not always that great and I mean when you think of it like everybody loves Antoine Griezmann but he's not like the safest fantasy option even playing for Atletico Madrid and then Mbappe is just as goal-dependent Olivier Giroud I mean Lamar had that first great game he was probably the safest, but at ninety whatever nine thousand, like you're paying for that. But like France has a lot of good players, but you don't see them winning nine nothing that often anyway. So I'm I'm not overly surprised the fact that they're not they weren't crushing it. Obviously, the result was a bit surprising itself, but they I mean, got a- enough peripheral points though. I mean, I mean e-
2: even though like I can understand anytime like like the the Luxembourg goalkeeper put up what twenty one points yeah, uh, but I mean I played. Uh, either Vanin's the who, uh, or uh, or because mm-hmm. I was I wasn't playing any Portugal, and I wasn't playing any Swiss, so I'm going to take one of those goalkeepers. Yep. Uh So I mean I'm I'm not the 21 points for for the Luxembourg goalkeeper. I mean that is a play. I mean that's that the construction for the slate was that you know with France and Bosnia being five plus total heavy favorites, that pretty much your lineup should really be that. Right. Uh, so you're going to have to take a, a, a cheap goalkeeper no matter what. So for the people that won with, with the the keeper keeping a clean sheet, I mean, that that's a bonus. You're not playing for the clean sheet. <laughs> right. But also you're not thinking that France and Luxembourg will be 0-0. You think that it, France may not win 5-0, but they'll win 2 nothing, Right. Right? It's, I mean, I, I don't think anyone went in with the the notion that even though you would like, oh, they're not as good as their names look, but I mean. Still a two-three nothing win. I mean, you expect it's Luxembourg. I mean, even Bosnia, they didn't go over their time. I mean, they won four nothing against Gibraltar. Uh, so I mean, they didn't even go over their total. But I mean, those two games. I mean, you take a look at the rest of the slate and you go, why? Why are you playing Cristiano Ronaldo against yeah. Hungary? In yeah.
1: Hungary, I, I guess the way I looked at it was that France doesn't seem like the t- kind of team that will win eight nothing, and so stacking them like we did Belgium last week or. Even Portugal. Yeah, but, but a lot enough. of people
2: didn't stack Belgium. I did and lost. <laughs> I'm the only one that could stack Belgium and lose in losing cash games because <laughs> I didn't have the the
1: defender that put yeah. up
2: sixty points.
1: Uh, Munir, yeah. Right, I mean, has three goals
2: and three assists.
1: Yeah. My favorite was that everybody was like, "Oh, he's a must play now. He'll do that every time." It's like, well, nope, probably not. No, and people
2: people didn't do. They they took Mounier. Which – because in, in Belgian system, he plays as a winger. Yeah. So yeah. so I, I completely understand it. But he's 6K in that slate. I didn't think the construction led you to play him. Okay. That's just my opinion. But if you did, I, don't, I understand why. Yep. But then the very next day, you, have to, you have, to have to have the field not playing Kolarov. Right. Right. And I'm playing Kolarov like as like he's the first guy in for Serbia because not only – he's not even playing as like a – he's play, he's half of their attack. Like he it's not the same Kolarov that you see for Man City like he plays as he takes right-sided set pieces and he gets in the box and he's an attacking winger for that team and people are looking at him like what what does he do in Pep system and then i see that their ownership is like he's like 48% owned i'm like who doesn't play him on this slate especially you just saw moynier do the same thing for belgium
1: yeah i think a lot of people put too much stock into domestic stats um less so i think of he you know he's like because we see guys that are like really heavy crossers for their club team and then they don't necessarily play the same role uh when they play internationally but i actually think it's a, a little more the opposite that just like Kolarov, he was basically playing mostly center back last year for man city he he had a history playing fullback for them but uh and so everyone's like oh well he's a center back now it's like no 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 that's not that's not what he does the same with um david alaba from austria like he he doesn't do anything for Bayern, but, like, he's the guy for Austria. And so, like, one of the big things of these World Cup slates, and we had some people asking in the Slack chat, you know, where do you find stats for these games? And it's like, um, not, none of them are really that readily available outside of the DraftKings game logs. But, like, it's much more important just to understand how these teams play than specifically the stats that we're used to seeing for everything else.
2: Right. And here here's a here's a, a pro tip for you as far as, uh, looking for, quote, stats, the main thing that you're looking for a lot of times is uh, who's taking set-pieces. Mm-hmm. Especially when we see, like, Bosnia, like, Pjanic is out. Like, who's going to be taking, like, who knows? I thought it would be Visca. Mm-hmm. And then I played Hadzik as, you know, as a punt in some lineups, and he ended up taking the set-pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was lovely. Uh, <laughs> right. But, I mean, I, I had him inside. And he, I mean, he got an assistant and everything. But uh, you can go on the UEFA site and I, I this is manual labor, but I do it. You could go go into the game logs of the previous games. Now, they won't show the stats. They'll show the bare basic stats like goals and assists and stuff like that. But look at the play by play. Yep. And then you could even on the page put in your browser find yep. word corner. corner yep. <laughs> right. And every corner it'll say who took that corner. Yeah. And you just keep on going down, and, and you'll see the substitutions or whatever, and you go, okay, when when this when this guy came out, this guy was taking quarters, so at least it will give you some sense of, now you look at their lineup for today, and you go, let me just go to the bass two games, three games. Because you see in the DraftKings log, you'll see crosses, but you don't know how many came because of a corner exactly. or because of open play or whatever. Obviously, a guy with zero, obviously he didn't take any corners unless they were short. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking through, you go, okay, who because even even if you look at the past game and they only had two corners and it was split between two people with one corner each and one of them is out. At least you're making some type of like reasonable estimated guess that it may be the guy that took that one corner in the 88th minute because he's the only only one I see. If you play him and he doesn't, so be it. But I mean, that's to me, that's. How you would look at that type of thing, especially when they're in like home favorite positions, or just cheap in a pick 'em game type of thing. So, like, I don't think there was anything to show that Hadzik would take set pieces because Pianik was playing like the whole game, right, all the all the time. So, uh, so looking at at stuff like that, that's why even with uh, you take a look at uh, at like the Finland Iceland game, uh, so many people, like you said. They go well. It's it's Gilfy. Mm. I'm gonna take because he's he's Iceland. I'm like not nope. really. Nope. He's not really all of Iceland because he plays way too centrally in open play, which means uh, how many crosses is he getting? Right. Centrally, like he's gonna play as the ten. He'll get a goal, take the penalty kicks, but he splits corners because Good takes some. Yep. So now you're paying 11k, a guy on the road. And Finland kind of has to win. And Iceland, you know, typically plays defensively anyway. So that's why I look and I go, I'd rather with, with Serbia and, I mean, with Serbia and Albania as the huge favorites on that slate, it's like, feel free to fit in Sigurdsson if you want. I'm going to take Gudmundsson. I'm going to take uh, Mitrovic or Luluku or uh, Albanian, Roshi, all those guys. Because, I mean, there's going to be like eight to ten goals in those combined games in the Finland Iceland game is is actually uh, the total is under two. Right. So like the only guy I took in, the, in that game was uh, uh, amongst lineups was uh, to finish by. I mean, Gudmundsen on the Iceland side. And I took Toivio, the 3K fullback mm-hmm. and uh, Hedimaj, who takes he, he's the primary playmaker, even though Robin Lode in the past has taken like set pieces. Uh, but a lot of people didn't play head of Majka. It was ninety, uh, thirty nine hundred. So I'm like, how do I pass that? I he fit it. He fit, and he ended up with like fifteen, sixteen points. Uh, but I saw so many. I mean, Sigurdson was like forty five percent owned, and I'm yeah. He ended up putting up like ten, eleven points. Uh, at the first half, he only had like like the first like half an hour, he only had one and a half points. I'm like, good. Let the let the the donkeys could uh, hit themselves in the face <laughs> with that. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think the winning lineup, actually, one of the GPPs had Sigurdsson because you could if you wanted to fit all the value plays in and get some cheap goals, they were there to be had. But I, I just didn't think for 11K in that matchup was was worth it. he's but he is safe. That's the only thing it's like if you're going to play him, understand that, you know, you're, you're going to get double digits no matter what. But is it worth it on a slate where you have to chase goals?
1: Right. I don't think so. It seems like most of these slates are goal chasing. Not all right. of them, but mo- certainly more than we're used to seeing for at least Premier League. Right. And so paying for safety, like you said in the last one, you're you're paying now for upside and not necessarily paying for safety, which is what we, we do with regular domestic competitions. Right, um, but we're not
2: used to in domestic competitions for teams to be favored by that
1: much. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think one of the big things that we saw... Is you can so not only do you go to UEFA the UEFA site for that, but they also have the formations and everything. And we have seen like a few very cheap guys coming up in in big in like very attractive situations. Like Davy Propper's one that pops out at me, he was playing the 10 for Netherlands, who I believe were home against Bulgaria and Belarus like, or Bel uh, or Belarus or who was playing Belarus? Someone was playing Belarus. No, I think yeah, Bulgaria. I checked the Bulgaria. okay,
2: no, no, yeah, they were playing uh, the the Swiss uh, the Swedes were playing in Belarus because I had to I cause I know I had to check the weather in Belarus. <laughs> um, even though I didn't play any Swedes, like that here right, I I, but I I'm gonna highlight the mistake that both me and you made. Uh, and I don't think it's a mistake I think it's a a mistake in gameplay and not a mistake in assessment of the slate. Okay. If you understand what I'm talking about. And that in that slate, uh Sweden Belarus was a, was like a two total. Yeah. And Sweden was a, the better team, true. They were a minus like 170 favorite on the road in Belarus. Yep. Uh but I mean compared to the rest of the slate, I'm like I'm I'm going to I'm going to ch- I'm going to I'd rather chase goals. Yep. In other places than pay up for Forsberg. Right? Yep. Like that that was, that was, I mean what the Dutch were on that so I'm like I, was Rob, say, I had take,
1: three guys. I had three Dutch guys.
2: Right. And You take you take Rob. I took Robin and Promise. Yep. Figure at home with a three and a half total. Yep. I'm like I'd rather expose myself there. Yep. Uh, Proper. I could. I played in GPP, but I could for 3900. It's not a bad cash play, but I mean you're because even if he doesn't score a goal, he'll get three points, which for 3900 isn't like the end of the world. Uh, But he does have goal upside. Uh, But I saw the 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 Swedes, and I'm like Forsberg is 7500. It's like. Why am I taking a road guy that... Yeah. That, like, August... I'll take Augustiston? I'll take him. Yep, took him. Right. I have no problem with the defender taking that. Uh, but then once Lock hit and I look at my double-ups and see him 80% owned, I go, uh-oh, I messed up. Why? You usually For, say that's For, fine. No, 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 no. For, Forsberg... I oh, mean, f- this is this is aside the fact that Forsberg got a goal and an assist. Uh... When when ca- for GPP sure, but in cash games, like when one guy is eighty percent owned, like I'd rather use him to block than leave him there right. with upside. Right. Yeah. So that's why I said from a gameplay perspective, had I known beforehand that even though I think Forsberg is not a great play at seventy five hundred. If I knew that 8 out of 10 of my opponents are playing him, oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm going to fit I, him yeah, in. I'm going to play him anyway. I'm going to put Robin, I'm going to put Forsberg and then make my lineup and then try to win with all my other good picks rather than leave my my, you know, backside open to someone a Forsberg who can score. Yes. And can put up two goals and then kill me no matter who else is in my lineup. So that's what I mean by gameplay. Like if he ended up only like 40% owned, 50% owned even, I'd be like, "Okay. That's fine. I don't agree with the pick. I I don't disagree with it. It's not like, "Oh, that's a complete donkey play." But the reasoning was that they were away in a low total game yep. compared to other games that had higher totals and bigger favorite home spots, and that's why it didn't go there. Uh, but you got to block, I mean, you got to I I I didn't do well primarily because, like, I'm losing head-to-heads by three points, by four points, even without Forsberg's 25, because I got enough points everywhere else, but just not enough. But had I switched out like Promise with Forsberg, I would have won because for Promise only put up like what 18 points or something, 16 uh, something, 13, wasn't even 13, that. right? But still, so, I mean, that would just halfway decent. Yeah, but still. Had I just played Forsberg instead of Promise, I would have won all those head-to-heads with all the accumulated points from all my other selections. But yep. the guy that has Forsberg beats me even with a Forsberg and a defender with two points and a midfield punt with one and a half, because he made it up with the Forsberg goal and assist. Yeah. So, I, so, from a gameplay perspective, had you known that he was going to be that high owned, you should be playing them
1: in cash. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought you were talking about August Stinson because he was also. 75 80 percent on right
2: the... but in, in cash you yes you, you want to play exactly. the high own guys yeah. yeah that's the whole point that you need to block so that you could win on skill everywhere else
1: i um did not play forsberg and i would have cashed in all my double ups had i taken a backup goalkeeper right because you, you have the you have the tendency of always taking the negative goalkeeper not only did i not take forsberg but i actually took the belarus keeper who finished with minus 5.5 points. He was actually minus 7. I thought they gave him a yellow card at one point. I'm looking now, and it looks like he had that taken away, which is nice, I guess. But, yeah, I basically lost by 5 points, and he was minus 5.5, which... But it wasn't a bad play. If you weren't taking Swedish attackers... Right? which I wasn't. Yeah, you, and you're going to need
2: a cheap keeper. Do you yeah. take? I mean, the same reason I took Galashi <sighs> in Hungary, just because I'm like, I'm not playing. I'm playing no Portugal. Yep. Right. So, exactly. Oh, I mean, I'm playing no uh, Swiss, so I'm going to take Vannins or, or Galashy. I mean, like that—that that, that made sense to me. If mm-hmm. I was going to play no French players, or just play Lamar. Yep. Because he does take set pieces, so he could accumulate without scoring a goal. Right. Then you could take Joe, whatever Lucar, Joe Sart, whatever the Luxembourg keepers, like that's correlated. That makes that makes sense. So right. that's why I played
1: Augustinson and Chernik, I guess is this clown's name from Belarus. Right.
2: Ugh. Just whatever goalkeeper, Andrew, that you, uh, you want to take. Just
1: take whatever that the second choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's two negative goalkeepers that I've had since we started doing this podcast together. Um, I think it, I'll probably wait until I hit like five before I literally take a non-starting goalkeeper, which may be too late in itself. But minus five and a half, that's not even like minus one. Minus five and a half. He couldn't get any saves. He I committed mean, like, a foul too. I mean, come on. Jeez. Anyway,
2: but um, I think I think for World Cup qualifying, as you as you uh, pointed out before, looking at the formations, like if if you missed on some of these value plays, a lot of a lot of it was, well, you didn't see that he was he's a def, like the, the 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 designations that DraftKings gives the players. Are a lot of times for the domestic club that they play for, right? And the stats are also dependent on where he was playing. So, like for instance, the first game with Bosnia, uh, Vranjis, if that's how yep. you pronounce his name, was playing as a center back. Mm-hmm. Now, for his, uh, he he sometimes plays as a fullback. So you will see in his game logs there are some games where he has eight crosses. And then some games where he has one and a half points and nothing Mm -hmm. and like two tackles, one or something. And it's like you could tell right there when he's playing as a center back and when he's playing as a fullback. So I saw people on the first slate when he's playing as a center back, needing a punt, playing him going. Well, I see crosses in his game log. It's like, yeah, because he's playing as a center, but he's playing as a center back. Then this past slate, Fran just was the default 4K value defender play. And he puts up, well, 11 points or something like that. Uh, because yeah, because he's playing for a heavy favorite as a fullback this time versus as a center back in a pick'em game. Right. So looking at the formations and seeing like it, like there 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 are going to be guys that are defenders that are playing in a wing position. There are you know defenders that are technically a midfielder, and it's like you can't even play that guy. And then you always have the rotation of guys like Toivio for Finland like a home team that needs to win. It's not they're not that much of an underdog and it's like okay, there there there's where my punt is. So I think a lot of times in in World Cup qualifying finding the punts becomes more important especially in cash than knowing where the goals come from. It's not that hard to plug in even Zeko. Right. It's not that hard to plug in uh Cristiano Ronaldo. Or something, you know, it's not it's not hard to just who's the the five total game, you know, put in Romelu Lukaku. I mean, it's not that's not the difficult part. The difficult part is well, how do you fit them in? Right. Like you look well, you're gonna need a three four K player, and almost always on a five game World Cup qualifying slate, you'll find someone. I mean, come on, there we Andrew, we had Faroe Islands and Andorra playing each other. Each other, yeah. Each other. I have to go. Which dentist do I pick? I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking through uh, there's no stats. you can't go through the stats cuz nope. I mean anytime I only I had to look at the stats when they played each other in Andorra right 2 years because, ago because <laughs> right because only because whenever they play anyone else in the group they're such a heavy underdog yep. that the stats don't mean anything like right. I can't even go by it because they barely have the ball mm-hmm. so now I'm like how do I, how do I pick out of these two teams I'm going uh, since they're all dentists what I do is I go I go on Yelp and I see the reviews <laughs> Of their dental <laughs> practices. I'm like, this guy has a very good root canal, so he must be precise in, you know, very clinical finishing or something. I, don't, I, I mean, what else can you do?
1: Wouldn't you I actually mean, prefer the poor dentist because that means they're probably out training a little bit more? No. Well, his work ethic is probably. I mean, I want someone with a good worth, a work ethic. A good work ethic. ethic. Okay.
2: Right. Okay. Right. That makes sense. I actually, actually, uh, it, maybe one of them is also like a, a weather forecaster for Croatia. Mm. Like I'll pick that guy. At least he could give me information. But I mean, that's what in the chat. We, that's what we were talking about in the Slack chat. Is like, who takes set pieces for Faroe Islands? Right. And it's like, your guess is as good as anyone. Mm-hmm. Watch these games for the one set piece opportunity they had every four games. Right. Yeah. Like, got them like, and and also they rotate their dentists and their uh, their depending on obviously who has to you know. Was that you know cleaned the teeth that morning or something? I, I don't know.
1: I was waiting for one of them to be a goalie. Like it was late in the game, and they were just like, "All right, let's everybody push up," and the goalie k- takes the corner. But that didn't happen either. Right. When when are you ever going to see the Faroe Islands goalkeeper
2: who actually you know put up a winning clean sheet? Yeah, it like actually, 5, pretty eight hundred. Yeah. Right. They were favored. Andorra is that bad that the Faroe Islands are like, oh, we we could easily take care of business. Right.
1: Even though the game total was like a two. Mm-hmm. 1.9 or something um speaking of clown cars how have you attacked the um CONCACAF matches because it seems like we have for as little information as we don't have like a little but we, we don't have nearly as much information when we play these U- uefa slates and Concacaf is the total clown car when it comes to inter- world cup qualifying i mean
2: right common ball is bad enough as it is but right. you could find the lineups right like, it's, you can't find them on their site or anything, but if you if you put in, like, Panama XI into Twitter, like, you could, you could find them. Uh, CONCACAF, on the other hand, uh, wow. Like, <laughs> games that especially, like, you know, like Trinidad versus, what, what, what game was it? Trinidad versus Honduras. Yeah. And it's like this, I, I have to turn on the TV and go into the B in Spanish or whatever it was just to get the format. Cause I, like, no one's reporting on this game at all, anywhere. Even their their football federation, their FA is not even tweeting like, but the lineup is or anything. Mm-hmm. And Then you have to go by check marks, and you can't believe that on DraftKings. Uh, and then then you have Mexico and Opta, you know. Then you have to they have the goalkeeper playing. The backup goalkeeper is 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 check marked, and the and the the tecatito isn't. Right. We almost had an Alvin Jones situation. We did. He was obviously I mean, originally, or,
1: yeah, originally we did. Yeah, <laughs> we did.
2: The backup goalkeeper was getting, cause they're both dead. Jesus Corona One Jesus Corona. One is Jesus Manuel Corona and Opta decided or DK, whoever does it, uh, whatever. And then he wasn't doing anything. So it did not even matter. And then he got an assist and then it's like, okay, now we got to like, kind of say something. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, and then Alvin Jones, of course comes on. Yeah. Right. He didn't start, but he came on and then gets sent off 15 minutes
1: later. <laughs> He needed to make his mark. He knew he wasn't going to be in very long. So he's like, how can I make the biggest impact in this game? And that was it. As long as he got credited for the
2: negative, whatever, three, two and a half points that he had (laughs) as a substitute. Right. That's fine. Yeah, but CONCACAF is, I mean, it it is what it is. I don't put that much stock into, you know, that's why there's smaller slates. I mean, that's some of the reason why I don't play... Liga MX mm-hmm. it's not that I don't like Mexican soccer I mean and it's not like I can't watch the games I I, I have Univision I have I can I can watch all this it's the matter of there's not that where are the lineups like there's no like an hour before like even the te- the teams aren't even putting out tweeting I mean you have to get a reporter that takes a screen like a a photo shot of uh of like the team sheets yep. from the locker room and I'm like I can't play like this yeah like I don't mind, I don't mind the, the lack of stats. I'll find the stats. I could look through. I could, I could, I could deal with that. But not having lineups like 15 minutes to, li- I can't deal. I can't. No, that I, that's the thing with Concacaf. Everything else, that's why EPL. It's like you know, an hour before they're gonna be out. Even with UEFA, like that's uh, we, we take the UEFA site for granted. Oh yeah. Like, UEFA, like, UEFA has the formation. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes their people are flipped. Right. Uh, but you should point that at that you know. Lindelof is not a full I was going to say Lindelof the right. other day. Right. Uh, I mean, you, you could—or just like when they had, like, Henderson playing as a winger yep. or something. They they'd like, jo- Jones playing as a—I mean, you, you know. If you know England play—because they're not in those spots. But at least you get that. And it has a lineups button, and it comes up and whatever, you know, when it comes to CONCACAF. Like, they're like, well, oh, good luck to you.
1: Well, we talk so much about how important the hour is before lock— and now we're like for CONCACAF, you have like 13 minutes and it's, they're usually also not at the same time. I don't know if that's better or worse where you have 13 minutes before lock, but the other games aren't for another two. Hours. That has to be worse. Um, not if it's the first game. If it's the first game, it's not that big of a deal. But
2: every game is like that. Right. But I'm just <laughs> saying that that in, in general, I don't mind that. Just like I hate when Mexico plays last, which they always do. Which They always do. Yeah. Right, because Osorio could throw at anyone. I'd rather them play first. Mm -hmm. You always have to plan for Mexico.
1: My biggest pet peeve when it comes to uh, CONCACAF is less so— I don't know whose problem—whose fault it is. I'm going to blame—I'll blame Opta for it for now, but I'm not sure it's really their fault. But uh, just like we were saying, you can go to the UEFA site and just hit Find Corner. Uh, What they do— for CONCACAF, and I think they mostly do it for CONMEBOL also, is that instead of telling you who took the corner, they'll tell you who conceded it. And then will not tell you who took the. And it's like who would ever care who conceded the corner versus who so the, took the, it. the defender that conceded it.: Exactly. Corner. That's the information that you get. And no reference to who took the corner or anything like that. Well, yeah, but free kicks. They show you that, I'm assuming. Um, I don't even bother looking at this stuff. Yeah, it's it's pointless. Sure. I, th- I bet they tell you who the who committed the foul. In fact, they definitely they definitely do that. And I think they only will reference who took the free kick if it resulted in an assist. And it's always worded in a way that you're not actually sure who took it. Like, they could be like free kick. And then if, if it was headed and then there was a goal like the, the header was an assist. It's read in a way where, like, maybe the guy who headed it was the one who took the free kick, but so you don't really know. So it's like, all not only is it doesn't does it not include the useful information, they're actually filling it with useless information. That's why you watch the games,
2: like these at least with CONCACAF and CONMEBOLL, you could kind of watch all the games. Yeah, if they're spread out, at least you put it on BN. I mean, and also the teams don't change that much, and the teams that rotate. That are typically the underdogs, right? Like, like that's why I said we talk about that the Trinidad, Honduras game. It's like on that slate, like really, like Trin- like you have Job Jones on one side, and then if you could find the punt play, the rest of the uh, on Honduras, you may because you're playing Mexico and the United States. I mean, you're playing yeah. other teams. So the only time that uh, that it would matter is if like okay, let's let's see if someone shows up that I didn't expect. Like, but I mean, though, to, that, to me, that game didn't matter that much yep. to me. I mean, I took Lopez and he scored a goal, but I mean, I was looking for, I was planning on playing Brian Acosta from yep. that game. So, I mean, I'm just looking for a cheap midfielder and I don't mind taking a cheap midfielder on uh, like Mexico or something, you know, then fitting in because I had to plan for Mexico anyway and taking another Mexican player. Fine. I'll find a way to fit them all in. But then I, I decided I'm like, okay, Acosta is not in. So either do I, do I wait and possibly take like a Mexican center back as my utility, or do I play this Lopez guy? And I see that Acosta's not on and Boniac's not on, and I look at his his, his domestic league, and it's like he's a number ten, like and it's like either I pay up for Kyoto, which I didn't want to do. Which you want to do, yeah? Right in that matchup. So I'm like, if I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna run with it. A thirty, what? Thirty was thirty. 700 or something like maybe he takes set piece and honduras was favored at trinidad so i'm like okay so what if he gives me three points whatever and he showed up with the goal but, and and he got like six and six and a half points peripherally regardless of the goal also mm-hmm. but but that was the only point of that like i wasn't looking to target honduras i was just like let me show me their lineup if there's anyone cheap in there that i could get four points out of i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for that but i didn't care about the trinidad as, as long as job and jones was in that's the guy I play, and there's no one else I'm going to play on that team at all. Right, because the defenders you already—I mean, because what the U.S. game already happened. So I mean, like, like you only have spots for either Mexican players or punt or Jobin Jones and a punt play. So like sometimes some of this, you know, when the lineups come out and finding the stats, like it's not—it's not as important as you think. Mm-hmm. As long as you know how they play, there's no. Why do you need to know Trinidad stats? Like. You don't. I mean, you know that Joven Jones takes everything. Like, if you don't know that, then you're way. Stats aren't going to help you because now you're way behind anyone
1: that like just knows how these teams play. Well, the stats could tell you that. They could tell you that he takes all the free kicks or all the. Corners. Yeah, but
2: I mean, you could also just be playing World Cup qualifying slates or Gold Cup, right? Like some people in the chat were like, like, how how are you sure? Like, uh, I don't remember that what is in the Gold Cup or whatever. It's like, well, I, well, you played the Gold Cup. You should. Like if you, and I can understand like not remembering how certain people play or formations or something, but you know, a set piece taker. Like most likely, that's not going to change, right? Over the course of a month and a half, especially when there's no, it's not being cannibalized. Like they're like it's a guy that had a monopoly, and then now they're like, I mean, people got uh, bought into Guzman against. Uh, the United States yep. cuz like the cheap set pieces but it's like the US is going to have too much of the ball. Mm-hmm. And and the US did have they did too have much the, ball. Of the ball. Right. I mean even though they lost, I mean it's still they had too much of the ball. That Costa Rica is not going to get set piece. They're going to get counter goals and points. Right. But I can understand why you why why you, for 3300 what's the what's if you only get you two point it doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I I, I understand I understand the pick. you are not a donkey for taking him. I just thought there were better options for that situation. Makes sense. Mm. I got nothing else, You? Right, but, but I'm just I'm just saying, Andrew, for Guzman, like, what stat? Are you, where can I find the stats? Like, did you play Gold Cup? Yes. So, so why what do you need stats? Guzman's on sets. You're oh, done. A lot of people like, didn't play Gold Cup. Okay, well, that's, th- that's fine. That's fine. Why didn't they play? What were they doing?
1: Uh, I don't know. And were they checking the weather in Zagreb? <laughs> That's when you know of a problem when you check in the Zagreb weather for your goal for your World Cup Concacaf qualifying. You're I just swear, so I was nervous checking, about it.
2: I was checking the Belarus. Someone said in the chat that it's raining in Belarus, and I'm like, I, I got to see how hard it's raining.
1: Right. And it wasn't. Seventy nine no. and sunny. It was gorgeous in Belarus right. that day. Right.
2: And Forsberg scores in a game where it's under a two total
0: away. <laughs>
1: You're going to be really thrown off now when you go to, like, when you do just your Premier League ones and you see the three raindrops for the game at Stoke and you're like, how much rain? And now you're going to, maybe it's time for you to be the DFS weatherman for soccer. Nah, I, I, I'll, need. I'll, no, no, I'll
2: kill myself before I do
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about soccer. They always play. Usually. Almost always. They, they usually almost always right. play. Usually, always play. Well, sometimes it's flares and riots.
2: Like I, yeah, I, to me, to me, a game gets abandoned more so because you know, like you have yeah, uh, hooligans you know, on the field, right? That type of stuff, not weather,
1: right, right, all right. We've lost it now. <laughs> but EPL
2: uh, comes up this. Uh, we will right. we'll actually have a preview slate and talk that's about
1: right. uh, <laughs> Premier League. Right, the craziness. We do still have a few more World Cup qualifiers left. And those will inevitably screw up our Premier League lineups this weekend when guys are getting back late. You can think of all the South American guys getting back to England on Thursday night or something like that. So. We'll talk about that later this week on Thursday. If you have any questions and want to follow up on this podcast or anything you'd like us to discuss in future ones, feel free to hit Jordan up on Twitter at Blender HD. You can find me at RotoWire Andrew. If you are a subscriber to RotoWire and would like to get in on the soccer chat because you haven't already, feel free to DM me or the uh, RotoWire Soccer Twitter account as well at RotoWire Soccer. So um, come join us and see if we can find somebody to become our new weatherman. Jordan thanks and I'll talk to you Thursday.
2: Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.